Welcome to the Freelance Afternoon Show. We are two freelancers who started our own successful businesses and want to help other aspiring freelancers learn from our mistakes while building a successful business of their own. Hi, I'm Wes Vance here with my co-host, Devin Apaya. And today we're going to be talking about how to build and host your website. Specifically in this episode, we're going to be talking about covering why having a website matters, what content and tools to be on your website, deciding on a domain name, the look and feel of your website, the good, bad, and ugly of online website builders, and how to actually go and develop your website. So we're just going to dive in and get started. So first off, why having a website even matters. So your website serves a few purposes. First off, it's a great place people can go to get your contact information. It's also a way you can gain trust with your potential clients, customers, and show off a portfolio of your work that showcases what you can do. If you can host a blog, it allows you to share some tips, tricks, and ideas with your clients. And this will allow you, again, to build more reputation with your customers. So at the minimum, we recommend having your contact info. That includes an email, your name, and any social media links that you want people to find you at, what services you provide, and who you provide them for. So you kind of really need to understand who your audience and who's actually going to be going to this website is. And similarly, a place to gather emails for those interested in ongoing news, updates, friends, family, and even clients, potential clients that are really interested to know more about what you do. Some things that are helpful as you grow include like, maybe building a newsletter, which allows you to get emails from clients and send them emails later to make a more personal connection and including a lead magnet, which is a great tool to convince people to sign up for your newsletter. And then, like I said earlier, as you grow, definitely include a blog. As long as you keep up with it, it's a great tool to build trust within your client base. So those are things that you need to have on the front end of your website, things that your clients can come and interact with. Things that are helpful for you as a freelancer to have on your website are going to be analytics and search engine optimization. The biggest player in the analytics space is Google Analytics, and that is a free solution that you can use. It is a link that you append to the bottom of each of your website pages, or if you're using WordPress or Squarespace, they make it really easy to integrate with Google Analytics via plugins. And what that'll do for you is show you how many people are coming to your website, what devices they're connecting to your website from, how long they stay on your website, and what pages they leave your website from. And this is really important for you as a freelancer to understand how big your audience is, how many people are coming to your website, and what you can do to increase that number so that you can increase your potential client base. Another analytics tool that I like a lot is Hotjar. And what Hotjar does that Google Analytics doesn't is that it'll actually track mouse movements of people that are coming to your page. So you can get heat maps of where people have clicked and where they haven't clicked. And you can get some really interesting results from doing that and finding out what your potential customers coming to your website are actually interested in. And then with search engine optimization, if you're using WordPress, make sure that you vet the templates that you use. Make sure that they have some sort of search engine optimization built into it. Some templates do things a little bit differently as far as the way they manage headers and the way they manage body content and adding tags to the page. And... That may sound trivial, but that is effectively what Google looks at whenever they're doing their optimization. There's, there's a whole, like, we can spend hours talking about search engine optimization, but it just make sure that whatever tools that you do use, that they've been verified, or whatever themes that you use from WordPress, that they've been verified to have search engine optimization integrated into them. That's awesome, Devin. Thanks. So now that we've talked about like what tools need to be on your website and what kind of content needs to be on your website, let's talk a little bit about like what, how to decide on a domain name. So first and foremost, your domain name should reflect the rest of your brand of your business. 
So make sure it's, it's similar, at least to the rest of the, the naming of your company. But most importantly, is make sure it's easy to remember, easy to spell, and easy to type. If you're talking to clients and they're having to ask you three or four times, like, sorry, can you spell that? Or sorry, can you repeat that again? And they're just not getting it, then maybe it's time to rethink your domain name. So similarly, try and get a .com if you can. That's sometimes easier said than done. .coms are really rare. Try and change maybe your branding a little bit, add an S, add some post fixes onto your, your, your names. If you can get that .com, but again, don't stress too much about it. The most important thing is that you get a domain that's really easy to spell and easy to type. Yeah, and with that, one service that I use exclusively for all of my domains is Namecheap. And I found that Namecheap is one of the easiest providers to use for domain names. They tend to have a lot of specials and deals. So I've gotten at least three or four different domains for just a dollar for the first year. And they also do website hosting and they're one of the cheaper website hosts that I found as well. And on top of all that, they're one of the most enjoyable user experiences that I've had when going through a different domain name provider. All right, so so far we've covered the tools, the content, and actually how to get a domain name and what, what a good domain name looks like. So now we're gonna talk a little bit about the look and feel of a good website. So first thing is just look around online and write down things that you do and do like about websites. Use Google to find competitor websites, competitors and people leading leader sites in the field that you're, that you're in. Some things to keep in mind and things to note on are colors. Colors play a huge part in the aesthetics and the user experience of your site. Look at the fonts, figure out like, are they serif or sans serif fonts? They have rounded edges. Are they bubbly? Are they rigid size font sizes? And then also look at like mobile friendly. Is their content, how does their content fit on mobile? And how does it expand to all the way to the desktop? And then once you get a good look and feel for what you need, then you can kind of focus on the content. So, okay, great. So now we've talked about some of the content and the tools that need to be on your website, as well as deciding on a domain name. So now we're going to really talk about like what the look and feel of your website should be. So the first thing we recommend is starting, look around and Google some of the domain leaders in your space and write down what you do and do not like. Some things to keep in mind include colors. Colors play a huge part in the aesthetics and the user experience of a site. Some fonts. So when you create a blog, finding a font that doesn't hurt readability, notice if it's a serif or sans serif font, if it's rounded or if it's rigid or if it's bubbly. Just really understand why the domain leader used the font that they did. And look at mobile friendly or mobile responsiveness. How does it look on mobile? And how does it look on a big desktop computer? All these things really matter when you're looking for the right for a good website and even a good template. So once you got a good idea and feel for what you want, now we really wanna focus on content because content is king with a website. Focus on copy and conveying your message. A website without good copy is just fluff. It doesn't really mean anything. So you really have to focus on like conveying that message to your audience. Your website should always reflect your brand. So this includes everything we've talked about, your color, your logo, your fonts, your domain name, everything. So some places to really like that help you do all of this stuff that help you find good colors, have good colors, have great fonts and really code a great website with very minimal effort is uh, some online website builders are words, WordPress and Squarespace. So WordPress is great. It's fully customizable. You can do a ton on it. Some of the biggest brands in the world use WordPress for their website and blog. Like I said, it's fully customizable, so you can code it any way you want, but they also have great templates that you can download and purchase from online. It's really cheap to host, but it, the development costs can be kind of expensive. However, on the flip side, there's Squarespace. Squarespace is kind of an all-in-one platform. It's an all-in-one package. It has very little. It's very cheap to start up, and they have a great, great templates on there, but it costs a little bit more month to month in the long run. There's also a lot of bad website builders that we'd say to stay away from. Wix, Weebly, Joomla, Drupal, 
all those are a little bit not as good website builders, but pretty much just do your research, take a look at many website builders and see which one works for you. So once you've decided on kind of a website builder, now we actually have to go in and code it, actually develop it or install the templates itself. So if you're tech savvy, you can get this up for free for or to a few hundred dollars, depending on the cost of a theme and a template. But if you need some help from someone, from a freelancer, you can totally hire a freelancer and expect to pay a few hundred to a few thousand dollars for a professional website. And if you have no idea what you're doing and are just looking for some more info to help you build out your website, check out our website and show notes on freelanceafternoon.com. And that's a great place to just kind of get started. Once you've developed a website, you're going to need to find a place to host it. And it's going to be good to know how much that will cost. As a general rule, you can expect to be paying between three and $15 a month for website hosting. If you are building on the Squarespace platform, hosting will be included in that pricing. If you are building with WordPress, you're going to have to find a third party solution to host your website. Personally, I use Namecheap and pay $40 a year for hosting up to three websites. And there's a lot of other solutions out there for hosting your website. I would do your research and find out what works for you. If you're a developer and you're looking for a free solution to host a website, you can check out GitHub Pages. And that is a service that's offered by the GitHub code hosting service. And they allow you to host your website for free on there. And you can have custom domains as well for free through that solution. If you're looking for a more uh, thorough or if you need like a server attached to your website as well, you can use Heroku or AWS to host your website on those services so that you can have more granular control of what's happening on the back end of your website. But if you're a developer or if you're a freelancer, you can stick to some of the cheaper solutions. Well, guys, we really hope you enjoyed this introduction to getting your website online. There's a ton to talk about on here. So if you have any questions about getting your website up, you can find me, Wes, on Twitter at Wes Advance. And you can find Devin on Twitter at Devin Ipsum. Thanks for listening to this episode on getting your website online. In our next episode, we're going to be talking about determining what you're worth and answering the question, how much do I charge? So if you want to join our freelance community, go to freelanceafternoon.com and sign up for our Slack channel. There you can chat with our community members and ask questions about starting your own freelance business. And have a great afternoon. If you want to join our freelance community, go to freelanceafternoon.com and sign up for our Slack channel. There you can chat with community members and ask questions about starting your own freelance business. Thanks for listening to the Freelance Afternoon Show. I'm Devin. And I'm Wes. Have a great afternoon.